Hello and welcome to Stop Your People Need You. My name is Luke Hall and as always with me is the amazing Danny Gray. <laughs> Hello. I can't even think of anything to respond to that was uh, was comedic and timely. So uh, I'll just go with hello. <laughs> it's become our thing, these these uh, un, what, unauthentic um, <laughs> ways of introducing each other. But anyway... Thank you all for joining us. And today's episode is about when good isn't good enough. And this is a really, really interesting episode for me and Danny because it is derived from last week's attempted episode. So again, for our uh, avid followers, you will know that we missed a week. We missed a week because we recorded something last week that wasn't good enough. And we just knew. So we recorded it. Danny then went... Uh, off to deliver a session that morning we came back together at 12 o'clock I texted him saying we need to talk um, about the episode came on and we both said the same thing at the same time it wasn't good enough I wasn't good enough Danny wasn't good enough we weren't just pinging like we normally do Um, and we were too late to then try and re-record another one for the week So, you know, there's some stuff in there that we can talk about and unpack around preparation, planning, giving each other enough time, looking at our formula for for getting these these built, which is a great thing. But that's not what today is about. Today is actually less about the planning because we've we've been we've got that into a good system. Um, Maybe we need a bit more fail safe. Fine. But this is about knowing in your gut when you're about to deliver something or put something out there or deliver a project or a report or whatever it may well be that isn't going to be good enough. It and is. that's where we're at, isn't it, Danny? <clears throat> it, it definitely is. And, um, <clears throat> excuse me, um, the, the bit that stands out for me in all of this is, is being able to cherry pick these things to do this with. Because, <clears throat> and I think it's worth saying right from the offset, this is not about you know, having a a standard or a bar that is at, you know, excellence for everything we do, because that would be absolutely exhausting and shattering. So I want to make that really clear from the offset, that what we're not saying is that, you know, we're going to go through the next 15, 20 minutes and talk about everything being perfect, because actually in the day-to-day life, that just isn't feasible. And I think we've got some good examples of that, in reality yeah I, I think it's a it's a, a point well made there Danny because we should always have high bars set for ourselves mm. but in the real world in real practice when we are uh, busier than ever uh, when we are trying to manage a million things as leaders people strategy growth delivery customer you name it we're right at the centre of a pressure cooker as leaders at times, that we we have to deliver well. And sometimes what you will do is you you will sort of compromise. But when it's something like this, when it's something that you just know, and we could have, we could have put it out there last week. There was a moment where I went, no, was it that bad? Will anybody notice? But sometimes it's about having that courage and this won't happen every time because sometimes you may deliver something, a report, for instance, that is great. 
could if you'd have spent another 20 hours on it could it have been better maybe but is it is the value that you're going to get in return for that extra 20 hours going to achieve any more and that's what we mean by not always chasing that perfection style in everything you do it's that that would as you've said quite rightly Danny be exhausting but this is when it's there and you know it ain't it, it ain't good enough and that's what happened and that's why we've actually we're not delivering last week's episode we've got to re-record that but we decided that it was so fresh for us that we needed to talk about what happened to us and some of the benefits of taking the step and having the courage to say it's going to be late we're going to let people down but but but, (laughs) you know there's the there's probably the start of a 10 here isn't it you know what is the impact of saying hang on a second you know, we can do a better job of this. What's the impact? That's the first deciding factor, isn't it? Because, you know, in some instances, you may say, well, actually, the impact of not putting out something that's not to the standard that we would like it to be is so great that we can't not do it. In which case, there goes a great example of making the right decision about the right activity or item at the right time because you know in in this instance us not putting out our podcast to a standard that we were happy with um the impact of that is quite minimal but the benefits are great in which case you know it it was an easy decision to make we didn't have to kind of go well look you know look at all the consequential impact of what's happening and i think so often and in particular, in our day-to-day lives, our professional lives, we're held against deadlines, which we need, because otherwise human beings would never get anything done. We need deadlines. But actually, are we at the mercy of those deadlines when it comes to being the best versions of ourselves? Yeah, and there's a light bulb there, moment there for me, Danny, actually, is that a lot of what... You're, you're absolutely right about the impact, but it's measured... A, by the feedback that we're getting, but also this is a self-set deadline that we've set for ourselves mm. and also a standard that we expect of ourselves. That's true. And maybe there is this is where the difference is. If you deliver a project and you deliver all of its measures and, and you deliver against that project, but you know that had you had more time, more resource, um, more, more uh, um, equipment to do the job or newer equipment or whatever it may well be and i'm kind of rambling on about that but but the point is you will still deliver against the measures that is that that is a job well done yes but it's when you are setting your own standards yeah how many times have, have, have you danny worked with different people that have moved deadlines just because they're self-set yes oh it's all right well it's a self-set deadline it doesn't really matter no it does and what we've done here is this is about when you're holding yourself to account for your own standards. Mm. And and that, as a leader, that can be about a conversation that you have, that can be about anything that you do on a daily basis. Is good good enough? It's not about chasing perfection, but having the bravery. And also, how many times, Danny, have you sat in a meeting? So this is a question, yeah. How many times have you walked out of a meeting and your boss will have said to you, I don't think you were quite ready for this meeting, were you? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you, all the time. There's a lot missing. There's a lot missing here. What, why didn't you just push the meeting back? And you sit there feeling like an absolute 
idiot yeah. afterwards going, why didn't I just say, this isn't going to be good enough. This isn't going to be good enough for me and my standards and also for your own. Has that ever happened to you, Danny? No, it hasn't. And do you know what? It's ne- isn't that an interesting point to this is how much better it would be if somebody said, before that meeting even started, I am not where I need to be. And actually, I'd rather push this back a day or a week and get it to where it needs to be because I think the benefits of that, again, is is the benefit of waiting will outweigh the what the impact of going too early, if you like. And, and I've, totally I've, I've got an example of this, right? And this is a story. I've used the same story endless amounts of times. Um, and it's a story of Apple and Steve Jobs. And, you know, in anything in life, it's so easy to use Apple as a comparison. And lots of people do because, you know, they are unbelievably successful. And there's a ton of stuff they do well. And there's a ton of stuff they probably don't do so well. But there's a great example of when they launched the first iPhone. And, you know, it, it, in Steve Jobs' mind, you know, the iPhone was going to be a game changer in the mobile communications industry. And it absolutely was. You know, there's no two ways about it. The iPhone revolutionized the way that we use smartphones today. Whether you're an Apple fan or not, it was definitely the one that made that difference. And Steve Jobs' brief to the, to the designers and the marketeers uh, was quite clear, and that is it needs to be a magical experience. Owning an iPhone needs to be a magical experience. And so you can imagine the people that design the phone and the interface and the screen and the camera and all of those things you know, look to be what would be the best that we could possibly do. And Steve Jobs has seen numerous prototypes of the phone and was happy with the way that things were progressing. And they couldn't make the box design until the iPhone design was finished. That makes sense. You can't design a box for something to go in until the actual product is finished. So naturally, in most manufacturing circumstances, the box is the final thing and generally quite close to the launch of a product. And so Steve Jobs turned up to a marketing meeting or a meeting with with the box designers and they presented the box and he was unimpressed. He just went, it's just like everybody else's box. Where's the magical experience in the box? And you can imagine all these people sat around that table going, "Well, you want about magical experience in a box? It's a box. It's a it's a it's a mechanism for transporting it. That's it. It serves no purpose. It goes in the bin once people have opened their device." But he actually cancelled the launch of the of the iPhone. He delayed it by almost three weeks. Three weeks. It cost Apple millions of dollars. And his rationale was, the iPhone will define who we are in the future. And I'm not, at this stage, cutting corners on anything about that experience. And in three weeks, Apple developed with a company in China at a cost, a huge cost. I think the, the machinery alone cost over $100 million to make a box that would be dramatic in its opening. And if you've ever opened an Apple iPhone, or in fact, any Apple product since then uh, from new, you'll know that it doesn't just open. You have to wait. You lift the lid and the base, the inside of the box, there's almost like a vacuum and it slowly drops from out of the box. And that's the magic. It's the, you're not just going to open this, you're going to wait just a few seconds as a grand reveal. You know, it's like the red carpet being rolled out. And that example has always stuck in my mind is being brave and bold enough to say, this is something that we will be, we want to be known for in the future. 
this is something that we want to be, you know, we want to make a difference with. And and making the decision on the podcast whilst is not a multi-million dollar decision, nor as dramatic as a box for an iPhone. But we do these podcasts for a reason. We want them to be something that people listen to on a regular basis. And I don't want somebody to get to, I don't know, whatever episode number on, I'll lose track, Luke, you remember those things, but about 14 or something like that. I don't want people to get to episode 14 and go, Oh, I'm going to stop listening to this now. That was a bit rubbish. I wasn't really. Or, e- or even worse, even worse than that. That's the first one they listen to. I mean, it, it, oh, mate. The, the, they, the title grabs them. It's the first they listen to. And from that moment in time, they go, well, that's um, no good. Yeah. So it's, it's, um, I think that's a really interesting story. I didn't know that. I think it's incredible. I think, again, it's about having that courage. It's being unwavering in your approach. Um, I didn't know as an impatient human being, that that is why it comes out slowly. It's actually patented. Seven seconds it should take for the bottom of the box to come out of the top This is why... This is why, if ever, if ever Kate and Susie moan at us for waffling, I'm glad to say I love hearing you waffle because you you are full of these types of things and uh, you've bo- remembered boring that stories, as I often say. Amazing. But nonetheless, if you're interested in it, yeah, absolutely, it's patented, and which means nobody else can do it. And in fact, it replies: you buy a MacBook or a MacBook Pro laptop now, you'll get exactly the same experience. Uh, but the, but here's the thing, though, isn't it, Luke? That you're right in what you say is that. What if it was the first one somebody listened to? And there are there are hundreds of things every week that we do that we go, that's great, that's good, that's brilliant, that's exactly what we needed. But there are certain things where I want us to set a very high standard of excellence. And that and, is and here is here is, portrayal, yeah. definitely. I totally agree. And here is where I think there is a similarity between us and our podcast and that multi million dollar decision that Steve Jobs made. And that is the purpose and of of, of this of this podcast series and the purpose that they had, however big or small, if there's something has a purpose, not a task. And that's where at the start we were talking about, let's not chase perfection in all areas. The, uh, the EBIs, the even better ifs and all of these things that can be quite exhausting in themselves because a task sometimes is a task. Do it well and do it to a high standard, complete it and move on. Right. But, if something has purpose, then that is where you've got to have your gut check time. And you've got to know. And you will know because you are guided by the higher purpose that is aligned to that. This isn't about just a vision for a business. This can be a purpose for a project, the purpose for your team, the purpose that you set out for your team. We always talk about how do you make the vision and mission of an organization translate within your team. This is where it really matters. This isn't about measures. This is about everybody fundamentally having a belief in what you're doing. We have a belief in what we're doing here, Danny. This is part of our legacy. And therefore, the consequence of someone listening and losing a a listener because they listened to that one first is one thing. But actually, it is also just because we have such a high regard for for ourselves, our own pride, and, and what we're doing here. How many times have I in my career I'm going to ask myself this because I asked you before and your answer was no but have I done things where it's like why am I doing this like how uh, this, this doesn't this doesn't make sense and I and, and, and in essence I with by not having that purpose I almost step my foot off the gas because uh, and and do something that 
is not to my standard because I don't understand the why behind it. So now think about connecting that to my team and the people within PTI or teams that I've I've led in the past. And I wonder why sometimes I've looked at work and gone, God, this is way below what I expected. Because that connection is so, so important that you want people always to be questioning that uh, for themselves. You also want them to be challenging and going, why are we doing this? Because it's not, it's not very relevant. It doesn't really align to our purpose. And therefore, people aren't really completing it to any particular standard. They're just kind of doing it. And that leaves people in, in a, at a realm, I find, of just existence sometimes within their roles. Now, that is also not to say, and again, I'll shut up in a minute and pan back to you, Danny, but that is also not to say that everything that you're going to do on a daily basis will have purpose. But certainly you would like to think that most things that you're doing are contributing to the the, the value of whatever your team or, or business has set out to do. Well, there is a, you know, I mean, even in that, you know, there's a question there. If it doesn't have purpose, is it really important? And then, you know, there's a whole nother can of worms that we could potentially open and say, well, actually, are we spending our time doing the right things in the right way, in the right order? But what I do know for sure is two things, actually, I think. First of all, when I share that story of Steve Jobs, often people's response is, really? You know, like, blimey, all that cost, all that, you know, did he really? And it's like, yeah, he did. Because to him, it mattered. To him, it was about, this is what will define us. And I wasn't there at the time, but I imagine that the team that were then required to deliver it were happy with that decision. They bought into it and said, I don't imagine them walking away going, oh, God, how ridiculous this. I imagine walking away going, yeah, fair point. We've, we've, we've dropped it. We've dropped our eye on this one. We've not quite delivered. And sometimes you need to push somebody beyond their thinking. You know, that's where, that's where impossibility starts to become possible when you push somebody past that line of thinking. And I think the second thing that sticks out for me, is conscious, deliberate intent, you know, and that is, you know, making a conscious and deliberate choice about what you do or how you do it. And that conscious, deliberate intent should be driven by what you've just described, your why and your purpose. And so in turn, I know this is why we're doing something. This is what we're set. This is what we're trying to achieve which means my conscious, deliberate intent on what we do and how we do it is absolutely on its A-game or in its A-game. And that way then, you know, good becomes our best. And that is good enough, right? Nobody, nobody should ever set a standard higher than what their best is. That, that, that for me is, and I think, you know, leaders, you know, often look at a situation through their own lens. What would they do? But let's not look through our lens. Let's look through the person's lens and think, is this the best that they can be? And if it is, then that for me is definitely good enough. And, and I think there's a, there's a really important point in all of this. And it actually goes right back to where we started and my opening start, and that is, it would be exhausting to set your standard at excellence for everything. It would, I mean, I, I can't imagine us lasting longer than, 
you know, a few days without being completely wiped out if we did. But, but we do need to set our standards of excellence high where it matters most. And my, my takeaway from this, my takeaway from this, Luke, is define or understand what matters most. What's going to help you achieve your purpose? What's going to help you achieve your goal or whatever it may be? And then apply excellence to every activity that you do towards achieving that and allow good enough to be for all of the less important or less contributing activities. And that's got to be beneficial, not just to yourself, not just to those around you, but to the wider cause itself. And there's one final thing, one variable factor that will always, when you've got all of those things that Danny has just said, right and in place for your team, is the outside factor. So... Danny, I will always remember you saying back in your orange days that you would get a brief for a training program at about eight pm the night before to build the to build the the, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the for the, tomorrow for tomorrow, and you laugh about yeah. it, and I'm sure that you work till three in the morning to get yeah, that yeah. ready. But I'm sorry, I don't care what anyone says. Between nine and six in the morning, three in the morning, and then getting up and delivering that couldn't have been. We cut a lot of corners. Put it that way. There you go. <laughs> And that, that's an honest reflection of what can yeah. happen. But that was impressed on you by somebody else's standards. And that's another, another challenge that we can, you can get your own house in order. You can get your team in order. You can get this. You just, you're just zinging as an, as a team or as an organization. But then what will happen? And, and, and the bit you've got to keep watch out for is when something comes at you that is putting pressure on you to deliver under um, under pressures that may not allow you to deliver against your own standards. That, for me, and again, this is not about us always having the answers. It just this con- it's just bringing it to our conscious as well. It is, is the question also around how do you get other people on board with that? Because you don't want to be perceived as that, oh, you can't give them anything last minute because they'll just not do it because it'll never be good enough. But also, what are your variables? What are the things that you need to yield on sometimes? Because it's not also about you know digging in and saying, we never work outside of something that doesn't allow it to be good enough. It, I don't believe there's one, one size fits all here. There isn't a framework. There isn't a model. There isn't a way in which you can achieve this. This has got to be, as a leader... You've got to define this for yourself and for your team. I think it's so important that 95% of the time you can operate to the to the standards that you set. It will make you more prepared for the 5% when other people come in and disrupt that and disrupt some of that harmony that you may have as a team or as a business or a customer may put a pressure on you that I need this in two days. We told you that we need, we need seven. We need it in two. What do you do then? Well... Well, there's a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a part two already to this podcast, okay, uh, which I can already see, and that is why is it important to say no? Great, you know, there's there lies the bit, isn't there? Because it's either saying no to yourself, it oh. could be saying no to other people. Took the words out of because, my mouth. I was just about to say that as soon as you said yeah. it. Yeah, this was about saying no to yourself and yeah. saying no when you need to, and having courage. One hundred percent. Next. One hundred percent. 
That that for me is, and, and maybe because I was thinking about your example that you used about you know building content in the middle of the night and all that sort of stuff as why, and um, I, I just always remember the conversation I had the next day after one of those instances with my boss. But I'll save that for uh, save that for another conversation on another day because it's definitely linked to you know somebody in there should have said no, and it definitely wasn't everybody else. Um, it firmly led back to me. Yeah. Well, there you go. Well, that's brilliant. And it's a great way that I love that we've got to that point and we did set out to get there. But yes, I totally agree with you. There's more needs to be done from us in an episode around the saying no to others because it's one of the most powerful words, two-letter words that you can have in your armory if you do it well. So today was about you. Today was about your own standards as a leader, as as, as an individual. It was about our standards, actually. It was about us holding ourselves to account. So thank you for listening. I hope you've all taken away something for yourselves. Danny, thank you as always. And we will see you this time. We will definitely see you in a week. Thank you. You definitely will. Thank you very much. Bye for now.